Welcome to another message from Columbus First Assembly. Thanks for listening as we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God. Our hope is that you're encouraged by today's message. Last week we began uh, our missions emphasis time here at Columbus First Assembly where we feature a missionary virtually every week who shares a bit about what is going on in their ministry. And um, most weeks we're going to have what we call a missions window. That means they're going to have about seven minutes to share what God is doing in their ministry, except for this one. This week I have asked a group to come from Terre Haute. They are one of the Teen Challenge ministries that our church supports. Teen Challenge is an alcohol and drug rehabilitation program that Jesus Christ uh, comes and sets individuals free. I'm not going to try and give you a lot of background because the group will. This morning we have Pastor Jeremy and his gang, and there's a large gang here. He's brought his wife and uh, about 12 or 13 of the uh, men that are there as well as, and I've, I've met him. I'm assuming it must be somehow a son maybe. Yes? Good morning. Welcome. And uh, so they are going to take the next uh, few minutes here, and they're going to share with you about what God is doing and what the power of God is doing through the ministry of Teen Challenge. Would you welcome Pastor Jeremy and the gang from Teen Challenge? Good morning. We are so excited to be back. Uh, who was here last time we were here? So there's quite a few that haven't seen us before. Um, we are Wabash Valley Adult and Teen Challenge. Uh, you, you might look over there and say, I don't see a whole lot of teenagers. Um, the program started out focused on teenagers, but because the program was so successful, they began to open men's centers and women's centers uh, across the U.S. and worldwide. In the U.S., we have 200-plus uh, Teen Challenge centers and more than 1,000 worldwide. And we've been doing this since 1958. That's 63 years. 63 years, this ministry has been uh, used by God to change the history of men, women, and teens' lives forever. Uh, I'm not just the director, I'm also a product of Teen Challenge. I went through the program several years ago, and I was raised in a Christian home and thought that I knew who God was, and I didn't. I didn't have a clue who he was. I knew a lot about him, but I didn't know him. Going into Teen Challenge, man, when, when I met him, God totally rocked my, my world, and I haven't been the same since. I'm, like I, when you truly meet Jesus... You cannot help but to be changed forever. David Wilkerson. How many of you guys know David Wilkerson? A few of you. How many of you guys have uh, read The Cross and the Switchblade? A couple of you. How many of you have watched the movie? Yeah, you guys are telling your age. <laughs> Great movie. I wish that they would remake it a little has a little age on it. But um, David Wilkerson, in 1958, the Lord told him 
to go help those boys in New York. They, uh, there was a group of, of boys on trial for murder, and David Wilkerson went uh, to New York. He listened to the voice of the Lord, and out of that was birthed Teen Challenge. And again, like I said, we have over a thousand centers worldwide, more than 200 in the U.S., and um, we've been doing it for 63 years. 63 years is a long time. And what amazes me when I, when I go to like our national conference and I, I see all of these sinners and, and I see um, the legacy that Teen Challenge has, like I, for 63 years, they've been able to continue to keep the same vision that David Wilkerson had for this ministry and it hasn't changed. And that's keep your eyes on Jesus, man. He's, it's the Jesus factor. Jesus changes lives, not a program. These guys come into our center broken in every way. Through life trials, through drug addiction, uh, through family problems. You name it, we've seen it. And they come in, like I said, broken in every way. And throughout the course of the year, we're a 12-month program. Throughout the course of the year, God takes every one of those pieces and puts it back together again. You see, Teen Challenge isn't just concerned about a drug addict or an alcoholic. Teen Challenge is concerned about the whole man. You know, Scripture says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Now, either, either God is telling the truth or he's a liar. And I choose to believe that, that this word is the absolute truth. So you're not going to hear our guys stand up here and say, my name's Jeremy and I'm an alcoholic. No, God has set me free. God has delivered. We, we go by one step, Jesus. That's the only step that we need. And we raise these guys up. You see, a lot of times, a lot of times, these guys uh, are brought up in, in either beat up homes. Some of them are raised in great homes. And everything that they've learned through their life wasn't always right. I know for me it wasn't. When I went into the program, I was like, man, these people are crazy. Like everything in my life that I've learned is wrong. But the truth was, they were right. I had no clue how to be a father. I had no clue how to be a husband. I had no clue how to be an employee. Like I said, Teen Challenge is concerned about the whole man. So we work in every aspect of their life. And by the time they graduate the program, they are a completely changed, totally new person. And their family doesn't even recognize them. That's what Teen Challenge does. That's what Teen Challenge is about. You know, Teen Challenge, I like to brag on the success rate. Secular programs produce a 12 to 15% success rate. That means that 12 to 15% of people that go into a secular rehab and graduate that program never go back to drugs and alcohol again. Teen Challenge has a 78% success rate. That means 78% of men, women, and teens that go through this program and graduate never go back to drugs and alcohol again. That's the Jesus factor. That's the Jesus factor. That's, that's what's so incredible about this program is that not only are they doing the work, 
but lives are changed. And these men go back to their homes and some of them go off to Bible college. Some become ministers. Some go back to the work environment. How many of you guys are glad this morning that these guys are worshiping in the house of the Lord and not breaking into your cars? Right? Would you guys like to meet the Teen Challenge students? Would you come on up, guys? do me a favor will you guys look over this way and say good morning miss nancy it's my wife my beautiful wife nancy and my son so i was going to tell you pastor we picked him up on the side of the road on the way (laughs) way in but i didn't want him to get too offended anyway Ryan Bonet. I'm 34. I'm from Jennings, Louisiana. I've been here in the program for about 10 months. Uh, my name is Drake Yates. <clears throat> I'm 27. I'm from Lake Charles, Louisiana. And I've been here going on a month. My name is Carson Lane. I'm from Vincennes, Indiana. I'm 24 and I've been in the program for eight months now. My name is Adrian. I'm from Lafayette, Indiana and I'm 17 and I'm seven months in the program. My name is Corey Treadway, I'm 46, and I've been in the program for two months. My name is Mike Kemp, I'm from White Pigeon, Michigan, and uh, I'm 49 years old and been in the program five and a half months. My name is Max Church, I'm 28 years old, and uh, I've been in the program just a couple weeks short of 12 months. My name is Chandler Heineman, I'm 24 years old, I'm from Fort Wayne, I've been in the program almost nine months. My name is Brian Luter. I'm 18. I've been in the program 12 months. My name is Noah Dunnock. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm 27, and I've been in the program for about a month and a half. Hi, I'm Chris Short. I'm from uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I've been in the program going into my 11th month now. My name is Christian McQuaid. I'm also from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I've been in the program about two months. Yeah, give, give these guys a hand. I always say these men are trophies of the grace of God. That's, that's what they are. They are trophies of the grace of God. The, you know, at one, one point in their life, they were separated from him. Hopeless. And today they're, they're finally living again, like they're living life. I, I remember what it was like to be hopeless, wanting so bad to quit using drugs, but I couldn't. I, just, I couldn't stop. Thank God for Teen Challenge, man. Because God sent some good Samaritans into my life and, and 
the history of my life's been changed forever, and, and so has theirs. So yes, they are trophies of the grace of God. Incredible men set on this new journey in life. You see, drugs and alcohol consumes you. It takes you so far away from the person that you truly are. And guess what? Drugs aren't prejudiced. They don't care what color you are, how old you are. And guess what? They don't even care that you're a Christian. Can you believe that? Can you believe that the devil doesn't care that you're a Christian? Like, he wants to destroy you. So whenever he gets a, 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 a child that's raised up in a Christian home, that's like a badge of honor for him, man. But what he doesn't realize is that we have praying families, that we have praying people, we have praying churches. My grandmother prayed for me, man, that that woman would literally lock herself in her bedroom and pray six to eight hours a day every day. Just pray down heaven. And though she never got to see uh, God change my life, God was faithful in that he answered her prayers even from the grave. What an incredible God we serve. Would you guys give the guys another round of applause? You know, the, the Teen Challenge program is compared to um, like boot camp. It's called a spiritual boot camp. Teen Challenge is extremely hard. It's the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. Hard? Yeah, it's real hard. It's one of the hardest things that I've ever done in my life, but the most rewarding thing that I've ever done in my life. See, the guys come into the program, like I told you, broken in every way. And they go through these different classes that we have, right? So they, they learn um, how to be a good employee. They go out on work detail and do work assignments. They come back, they have devotionals, they have classes. We have 14 group studies that they have to go, go through. Obedience to God, obedience to man, how to study the Bible. They go through all these different courses and it teaches them how to be men of God. And then when they, they're done with those courses, they go into the senior level where they learn uh, more advanced things like biblical portrait of marriage. What does it look like to be a biblical husband? You know that, that God has some, some rules and some laws when it comes to being a husband? We teach them those, those things. We teach them um, uh, books of the Bible. Uh, we break down books of the Bible. We take them through an uh, Old and New Testament survey, things that you would be learning in seminary. These guys are learning in Teen Challenge. And then they have what we call personal studies for, for new Christians. So. Uh, like for Brian here, Brian is un a unique person. Trust me, Brian's a unique person. <laughs> no, Brian's a, a unique person in that there's no one else like Brian, right? No one's, no one's dealt with some of the same things that, that Brian's dealt with. So um, that personal studies for new Christians focuses on Brian, focuses on the issues in Brian's life, and it, it helps uh, Brian to uproot the things that don't belong in his life, right? And teach him how to be that man of God and that priest of his home 
for, for when he leaves Teen Challenge, he'll be a success, right? These guys, they, they go back to the same community that they helped destroy, and they go back and they help build it back up again. And that's incredible. Will you guys say, welcome, Brian? Good morning, everybody. I kind of figured I'd be standing up here when Pastor Jeremy said, stay up there and hold that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so I forgot to tell you, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And so that's up northeast, top corner where it's cold. Um, so I come from a good home. I come from a Christian family. At least my mom saved, and that's through me being here. She's finding a relationship with Christ. But my dad, he's not, he's not really receptive of the gospel or anything right now. And so if y'all could pray for him, that'd be awesome. Uh, so I grew up, I went to a private Christian school, actually. And I went there in elementary years and then a little bit of middle school. And I was an athlete. So I decided that, hey, I'm going to go try some football because my school was too small to have football. We played soccer. So my friends that went to the other school were like, hey, come here, we'll play some football. I'm like, all right. I ended up going and switching schools and playing football. And just through being in a public school and being around different people and being so secluded in my lifestyle that I was in, I ended up running into uh, gang members, uh, drugs, alcohol, partying. I ended up getting, uh, becoming a gang member in 2016, uh, maybe 2017 in there. And that was real, it was real tough, the lifestyle that I was living at the time. And I ended up, would have been 2018, um, I was inside of a house and some stuff went wrong. And my best friend who was next to me, he ended up getting shot and killed. And then on top of that, Two, three days later, I ended up going to jail on felony charges, and that's what that's what set me on the path to really going to Teen Challenge was the charges that I got. So they put me in jail. I did 374 days in isolation by myself as a 16-year-old kid in county jail. Um, and so I'm sitting in jail I'm about six months in. And I know, I know of Jesus. I don't have a relationship with him. I never really got on my knees and prayed as a kid. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to give it a try because that's, that's all you can do when you're in jail. You just, you got to search for something. And luckily, I searched for Jesus. So I'm praying in my bunk. And I pray for about 24 hours. So it's a long time. And I'm laying there, and I feel like I'm lifted up off my bunk. And the lights in the room, they got brighter, like these stage lights right here, for real. Got real bright. And it's just spoken to my spirit. Hey, you're going to go to a residential program. And I had no idea what a residential program was. Didn't even know rehabs existed. I thought I was going to prison. And so come up sentencing or whatever. And I tell my lawyer, I'm like, hey, I'm supposed to go to a residential program. He's like... Yeah, uh, that's not a thing. You're like you're definitely going to prison, man. Be prepared for that. And then two days, just two days before my sentencing, I got accepted into Teen Challenge. And that, like, it's not Teen Challenge. That's not what what saves lives. It's Jesus Christ, y'all. And 
since I've been in Teen Challenge, I've just had crazy, crazy experiences with God. We were at like a convention thing, and that's when I learned that God has these gifts. Like I'm like sitting up there, and I'm like spirit coming on me, start praying in tongues and stuff, and it's it's amazing what God can do in people's lives that were broken and in the place that I was. And through this whole experience at Teen Challenge, I've learned to live my life by this verse in Matthew. Matthew 7, 24 says, Therefore, if anyone hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, it's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came down and the winds beat, but the house did not fall, for it was built upon a rock. Teen Challenge is just the starting place to where I found the rock, and that's Jesus Christ. So when I do come up to graduation here in January, it's just, it's a long road ahead, you know, and my feet aren't going to slip off that rock. Jesus got a hold of me. Thank you, guys. So Brian was on his way to prison. <laughs> Brian was on his way to prison. Brian was going to serve some time in prison um, as well. But God intervened. God intervened in his life and, and saved his life. Now, you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of uh, him and Chandler. They remind me of uh, like a young Joshua. You remember, I think it's uh, chapter 5 in, in the book of Joshua, where Joshua runs up to um, what, what he thought was an angel of the Lord, and he, he asks him, he says, are you for us or against us? And that's what Brian is. He's bold like that. That only comes from the Lord. Will you give Brian just another round of applause? Man, God's changing his life. God's doing an incredible work in his life. I'm so proud of him. I am. I am so proud of him and the things that, that he's doing in the ministry, um, even helping the ministry. Uh, incredible, incredible young man. Will you guys say welcome, Chris? I come, uh, I come from a uh, pretty broken home, uh, growing up, growing up in life, and uh, uh, it, it did end up towards you know leading to drugs, and uh, you know, and then ultimately, uh, ultimately, it ended me going uh, to multiple incarcerations, and uh, and it was just uh, just a repetitive uh, cycle for me, and. You know, I always, I always, you know, was using my own, like, ways in life to get through things, and it just kept on ending me up uh, in prison, in jail, or whatever. And then, uh, this last time, uh, I was in jail, and I don't know, but by the grace of God, God drawed Jesus into my heart, and uh, I haven't been the same since, and... Uh, and I just, 
I, I thank God for uh, bringing me to a place like Teen Challenge to show me and allow the Holy Spirit to just just come in and like just take everything that was not right in me and just just put in put into me, you know, just God's precepts and like you know foundations and and uh, I I haven't been the same since. It's been like it's been ever since I've been in jail. Like I knew who God was. But I didn't. I didn't know of him, and now I I, I see why uh, Jesus is so important in people's lives, and you know, and it, it's changed my life ever since I've uh, ever since God's drawn me to Jesus, and um, and I like the verse where Paul says in uh, Philippians one six that uh, he that he is confident he who started a good work in in you will carried on to completion on to today of Christ. And uh, I just know that's true. Thank you, guys. You guys say good job, Chris. Good job, Chris. Say good job, Jesus. Good job, Jesus. That's Jesus that's working in Chris's life. Uh, we've, we've watched Chris grow. Uh, leaps and bounds uh, over the, the course of the year. Uh, guys, if, if you're a student intern, would you stand up? Yeah, stand up, son. <laughs> if you're a student. So um, these guys are student interns with the program. They, they help us tremendously. Um, you know, it's difficult to keep an eye on 15 men at one time, it's difficult to keep um, an eye on 15 men with attitudes at one time, you know what I mean? Uh, sometimes like, so it, it, it takes a group effort to be able to do what we do. Would you give those guys a hand, man? They do an incredible job. Thank you guys, appreciate it. They do an incredible job uh, serving. You know, serving is a part of Teen Challenge. So as these guys grow in the Lord and, and begin to show some spiritual maturity, we begin, to, um, we begin to allow them some responsibility. And they do an incredible job with it. There's no way, I'm just being honest, there's no way that I could do my job without those guys. It's impossible, literally impossible. And these guys, learn what servanthood is. There was one student, he was brand new, a quick story. Uh, he was brand new into the program and we were uh, preparing for our uh, Christmas banquet. And I had a, a meeting and I told all the guys, I said, guys, you, you guys will be serving at the Christmas banquet. And he said, oh, you mean working? I said, no, you guys will be serving. Oh, you mean working? And we went back and forth, and then finally, finally it stopped. Well, about six months later, he comes up to me and says, Pastor Jeremy, I finally understand what you meant. And because by that time, he was, he was growing um, leaps and bounds spiritually, and he understood the difference between work and serving. And it's just incredible things like that that we get to see all the time. You know, these little miracles uh, every day, honestly, 
we get to see these little miracles in, in one of them's life. And that's such a joy. Will you guys welcome Chandler? How y'all doing? My name's Chandler. Uh, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Like I told y'all, I'm 24. Uh, life's great right now, but uh, it wasn't always this great. Um, like Pastor said, addiction doesn't discriminate. Uh, I came from a good family. My parents worked hard, had everything uh, that I could have wanted. Uh, I was an athlete. I placed in nationals and wrestling. Uh, and that's what I identified myself as, was an athlete. Okay, And uh, that was good and that was great until I blew out my knee and there was no more future in what I identified myself in. And... Uh, it was at that point things started to go south for me. Uh, I didn't know how to identify myself. I had no identity, so I was out uh, just trying to, trying to find friends, trying to find myself, and I found the wrong people. Uh, that's where I started my, I started a year and a half meth addiction. I got addicted to meth. Um, and it took me places I didn't think <laughs> that I would ever go. Before coming to Teen Challenge, um, I watched my mom cry more than I think I, anyone ever needs to. Um, just to be real, I was coming home, and every time I would come home, my mom would have to check my arms for uh, needle marks, because that's how far that road goes. Um, and it was probably the lowest point of my life, and not something I'm proud of. but. Uh, that goes to show what, where God can bring you from, where Jesus can bring you from. Um, and I'm 24 years old, and when I was out trying to find myself, I got myself wrapped up in doing crimes, and I'm standing here, and I have 10 felonies on my record. And that, <laughs> that's a lot. That's probably most than uh, most people in the house added up. <laughs> that's not. That's not good. And uh, it was uh, two days before I got sentenced, because um, I, like Brian, thought I was going to prison for a very long time. Uh, so that whole week, my nerves were bad. I was looking at my mom and my family who were crying. I'm thinking, man, this is going to be the last time I get to see them for who knows how long. And uh, it was then, two days before I, I got sentenced, I got on my knees in my living room. And I hadn't prayed ever, really, since I was a little kid. I got on my knees and I said, God, if, if you're real, if you're there, protect me. And I mean, I was bawling my eyes out. And as men, we don't like to get emotional, you know, whatever. But I was, I was bawling my little eyes out in my, on my knees in my living room. And I asked, I asked God to, to just be with me. And, and that next morning going to work, I, I, didn't, I didn't puke before work. I didn't puke at work like I had been doing. Um, I just felt this sense of calmness. And then going into the courtroom, I just felt, man, I would have I bet Pastor Jeremy's house that I wasn't going to go to prison. All right? I felt good. And walking in there, uh, the judge looks at me at the end of it. He said, son, walking in here today, I was going to give you six years in prison. 
And I mean, my heart hit the floor. And uh, he said, but I'm gonna send you to Terre Haute, Indiana to uh, Wabash Valley Teen Challenge. I had no idea what that was. And uh, <laughs> I get there and everyone's so loving, telling me they love me, telling me, you know, I, I have a pastor I've never met before telling me that he loves me and he believes in me. And it, it just built me up. And it's through Teen Challenge that I found my new identity and that's in Jesus Christ. Amen, yeah. And uh, since being there, the effects that it's had on my life, because my family knows how, how crazy I was, uh, through the effects that it's had on my life, my mom and my sister have both been saved. And that's just a ripple effect from Teen Challenge and from, from the work that God's doing in this program. Um, but that's why I like to stand on uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. If anyone's a new, uh, in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come because I'm almost nine months in and I don't even recognize the man that walked through the door of Teen Challenge. Pfft, wouldn't even know, if I'm, know him if I seen him today. And, that, and that's God, man, that's God. And af, after graduation, I wanna go on to uh, either study under a pastor or go to Bible college to be a pastor. Uh, thanks for having us, I love you guys, thank you. the other person like he, he's so far from that person now that you would not recognize two totally different people you know he he said something um that we see quite often a student's life changes and then by default everyone around them in their family begin to give their life to, to god man we see it all the time. Moms and dads coming to the Lord. Moms and dads and brothers and sisters. Addiction falling off of them. It's incredible what God does. We see that all the time. Well, you guys say welcome, Mike. Hello. I'm the old guy of the group. Uh, don't know much about technology. Uh, I'm 49 years old. Uh, I am definitely the oldest student in the group. Um, they uh, let me know every day, especially my roommates. <laughs> but uh, I grew up in a really good home. Uh, grew up in a conservative Mennonite church, uh, quite strict, a whole hellfire and brimstone. Um, pretty much was scared of God when I was a kid. And uh, I be, when I got older, was became really good in sports. Uh, was good at academics. Uh, became a star, three sports star, in, at school: uh, basketball, football, baseball. Went on to play two uh, two sports in college: football and baseball. And uh, that became my identity. 
uh, I was that guy. Everything the community thought I was, everybody around me. And what I found out is they just wanted to be around a guy that was good at sports. They weren't really my friends. There's some that uh, have stayed with me, but very few. Uh, so after I played a couple years, I, I dropped out of college. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who I was. Uh, floated around for about four years just doing whatever I wanted. Uh, out of partying, just floating around, not working. Uh, eventually I got married at age 25, or 26, excuse me. Um, so I thought I found who I was. Became a father, um, had two daughters at that time. Uh, at the age of 27, I lost my father, and uh, so I started losing my way. Uh, picked up the, the drugs a lot heavier. Uh, ended up having another daughter, so I have three daughters. And uh, found out that I wasn't a very good father or a husband, uh, which made it even worse. I just kept going in a downward spiral, darker and darker and darker. And I started withdrawing, actually, from my family. Um, the, being conservative, Mennonite, and I don't know if you guys understand what a Mennonite is, but it's a lower version of the Amish. The women take care of the family. And uh, they were daughters, so I let my wife take most of the responsibility of the daughters. I didn't realize how important it was for a father to be there for his children, especially daughters. Uh, this, the cycle just kept going. I uh, got worse, got worse. I'd gone to a couple recovery programs, uh, one Christian program. Uh, didn't work for me. And then uh, I just was so miserable because I had no idea who I was. I wasn't an athlete, I wasn't a father, I wasn't a husband. I'd lost all the male role models in my life. And uh, what I found, I decided to settle on just drinking myself into oblivion. And uh, it got to a point where my wife and I had split up a couple times. Finally, I decided I was gonna try suicide. I committed suicide three times. Uh, the first two didn't work, so I said the third one will work. This is, I'm done. So I definitely took enough to medically die. And uh, I remember praying before I fell asleep. And uh, I woke up the next morning. Wasn't sure if I was even alive. I had no idea. But I felt better than I had in years. Absolute, absolutely wonderful, actually. And um, so I looked up to the sky, and I said, I get it, God. This is, you're not letting me do this. This is the third time, and this one should have worked. And you're just not going to let me do this. So, didn't try that again. I uh, went on with life. Uh, my wife and I were still separated. And, uh, my children weren't really talking to me at all. Um, I had pretty much earned that. I uh, continued and continued and continued with drinking, lost my job, lost everything. Um, finally, I was living in a motel. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was running out of money and had like, three days left at the motel, so uh, I was talking to my aunt. My aunt said, well, why don't you go to Teen Challenge? Well, I said, well, first of all, I'm not a teenager. I'm far from that. I didn't understand that it was adult in Teen Challenge, and uh, she explained to me what it was, so I gave a call on Monday, because I was about ready to go live in the woods, what was happening. I had about two days left, and I was going to the woods. Uh, I had already picked out a place where I was going to live, uh, had a bag of clothes, and that's just the way it was going to be for me. I just was settled for that. Well, I'd called uh, Teen Challenge. Uh, another pastor, Pastor Ash, had uh, got the message. He called me back the very next morning and said, well, if you can get down here, we got a bed for you. So I came down, 
And at 49 years old, I definitely was not expecting to be in a place called Team Challenge in Terre Haute, Indiana. I am from Michigan, and I'm very proud of my state. And uh, this is definitely not where I thought it would be, although I do love the area. By the way, I do love it. I've grown to love it. But uh, I got to Team Challenge, and um, of course, I was in quarantine, actually, for the first couple of days I was there. And then uh, I remember Chandler and Adrian, the two, well, you saw Chandler and Adrian, the youngest, come running by. I could hear him running down the hallway. Sorry, Pastor, I, I, I told on you guys. They knocked on the door and they said, well, we love you. And I thought, wow, what a place, you know. They they've never even seen me and they just run by telling me they love me. And uh, well, I got out into the general population and uh, what I didn't understand is how much it was really gonna change me. Because I knew, sort of like Pastor was saying, I knew who God was. I knew who Jesus was, but I certainly did not know him. Did not know them at all. And uh, through this program, they have focused me um, through the studies, through the other students. Uh, there's a couple of them that uh, are just about ready to leave here. Um, they've all shown me something. I didn't. It's it's hard being the oldest, especially at my age, to learn something new. And these guys, because they're a totally different generation than I am, I'll tell you that. They uh, they're a lot of fun though. They've taught me a lot of things and. Uh, what I've seen is what God has done in their lives. In my five and a half months that I've been here, it is amazing what, some, what God has done in some of their lives. All their lives have changed a little bit, at least. But the older ones, you can really see how much has changed. He's also worked in me. Um, I, I, I love life now. Uh, God has uh, reconciled me with two of my daughters. Um, I'm actually, this weekend will be the first time I've seen them in almost a year. They're going to actually come down. It's a five-hour five drive from where I live. Uh, they're actually going to come down and see, uh, see me. They're going to bring a couple grandkids, so I get to see a couple of my grandchildren. So God is doing a lot in my life right at this point in time. I just, uh, I never thought it would happen. I didn't expect it would happen. I didn't ever think that I really deserved it, but uh, yet here he is. He's blessing me like... Uh, uh, like I never believed he could, and um, I'm so thankful and so grateful. And it happened through Teen, Teen Challenge, for sure. I would have never been focused. Uh, they certainly set me on the right path, but it was definitely Jesus who has saved my life, and I appreciate, uh, appreciate all that Teen Challenge has done and all my fellow students, and uh, definitely appreciate what Jesus Christ has done in my life. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Proud of you, dude. You need a new tie, though. <laughs> All right, so I'm done with that Michigan tie. No, I'm picking it. God's done an incredible work in his life. You know, again, um, brought up in a Christian home, but didn't have a clue who Jesus really was. And, you know, God doesn't care how old you are. You're his child, and you're worth it. doesn't matter if, if you're 50, 60, 70. Man, God wants to touch and change your life the same way he is that 18, 19, 20-year-old. And you can live. 
You can live again. So thankful, so proud of you, Mike. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank all you guys. And, you know, I, I want to say uh, to the church, thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you, Pastor, for your support. It's because of people like you that we're able to do what we do. Without you, we, we couldn't do what we, what we do. So thank you. You know, we are your missionary for the drug addict and alcoholic. So um, give yourself a round of applause. Thank you, guys. I'm going to close. I just want to read one scripture um, you know, on the way in. The Lord was just ministering to me. Um, how many of you guys know someone that is struggling with addiction? If you don't know someone, I bet you know someone that knows someone that's struggling with addiction. It's everywhere. And the, the thing about drugs and alcohol, man, it doesn't. It doesn't just affect the drug addict or the alcoholic. It affects everyone around them. It affects the wife. It affects the children. If you have your Bibles, Open up to Luke chapter 5, verse 17. It says, On one of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. Excuse me. Who had come from every village of Galilee and Judah and from Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was uh, the power of the Lord was with them with him to heal and behold some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed and they were seeing to bring him and lay him before the Lord but finding no way to bring him because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and they let him down with, with his bed through the tiles into the mist before the Lord Jesus. And when he saw him, when he saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. And, and I just wanted to read that real quick. But my point is this, all throughout the Bible, in that story, there were some men that grabbed a hold of their friend. They were going to try and push through the crowd to get to Jesus because they knew that Jesus could heal this man. They couldn't get through the crowd, so they went up on the roof, pulled back some tiles, and then they lowered him down into the middle of that room where Jesus saw him, right? 
And then there's another story, Pastor, where there's a, another paralyzed man, and there's this pool. And the angel comes down and he stirs up the pool, and the first one in gets a healing. And this man had been there for years and years and years and years. And every time the angel would stir up the pool, the man couldn't make it there. He had no one to get him there. And then Jesus seen him and, and Jesus gives him a healing. One man had friends to bring him. The other one needed a friend to bring him. And this is my point. Without people like you, we couldn't do what we do. But there's a drug addict and there's an alcoholic out there that needs a friend. They just need someone to bring them to Jesus. They just need someone to help push them through the crowd to get to Jesus. There's another story where this lady pushes through the crowd, right? And she touches Jesus' garment and bam, she's healed. Jesus says, I felt power leave my body. Not only did that lady have faith that Jesus could heal her, but she had faith that she wouldn't get stoned to death trying to do that. Again, how many of you guys know someone that's struggling with addiction? You know, there's another scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And it says that from the moment that you've given your life to Jesus, you've been given a ministry. And it's called the ministry of reconciliation. It's not just the pastor's job. It's not just the associate pastor or the worship leader. It's not just their job. It says that you've been given. We've all been given this ministry of reconciliation. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to speak well. But what you do have to have is the heart of God. So this morning, I want to pray for you guys. Would everyone just bow your head in this place? If I, if I could get someone up to, to play. With every, every head bowed, and uh, some of the Teen Challenge leaders, would you come just stand up in the front right here? Nancy. So with, with every head bowed in this place this morning, there's a couple of things that I'd like to ask you. One, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, and you've heard these stories here this morning, and you'd say, man, I'd like to know that guy. If that's you in this place, would you just raise your hand real quick? Thank you. Thank you. Or maybe that's not you. Maybe you do know Jesus, but you're further from him than you want to be. 
maybe you've backslidden a little bit or, or, or maybe maybe you're just not living up to the standard that you know that you ought to live up to. If that's you, just shoot your hand up real quick. We want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? You know, we've had a crazy year this year, man, with the COVID. We thought that we were going to lose the center at one time. And Jesus just showed up and provided every need for us. Let me tell you this. If there's one thing that these men have found in Jesus, it's the peace and the love that surpasses all understanding. And one last, one last thing. Maybe... Maybe you say, Jeremy, I'm good with God. But I want to be used by him on a deeper level, on a bigger scale. If that's you, would you just shoot your hand up real quick? Thank you. Thank you. I want everyone to look up here at me. First, let me say thank you again. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys so much. We're blessed. We're blessed to have you guys come alongside us and, and help us do what we do. But as I pray, I'm going to pray for every hand that was, that was raised concerning someone that you know that's stuck in addiction. I'm going to pray that God bring them home. But as I pray, those of you that had your hand raised for anything else, come up here and let us pray for you. Okay? So, Father, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for the time that you've given us here. And Father, you've seen every hand that was raised in this place. You've seen every addiction. Lord, right now, begin to move beyond space and time and touch that person. Lord God, bring conviction Show them the way to freedom in you, God. Lord, you said whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven as well. And Lord, we bind the spirit of addiction. Or for every person that was represented in this room, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray that you would destroy every fruit, root, and tentacle that would try and hang on. That you would bring incredible freedom in the lives of those prodigals. We need you, Jesus. We love you so much, King Jesus. Lord, have your way. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord spoke to me this morning. I don't know who it's for, but it's in uh, Isaiah 11. Uh, it starts in verse 3. It says, uh, and this is just a prophecy in Isaiah speaking about Christ. And uh, it says, he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his, or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge. So don't let what anybody else says be the judgment upon you because only Christ can judge you. And he judges you by your heart your heart, not your past actions. Just stay put, guys. Just stay put. We're going to wind things down now. Pastor Jeremy asked for those of you who wanted to give your heart to Jesus for the very first time or recommit to him. As we close this service, these gentlemen plus one lady are going to be here to pray for you and over you. Service will wind down, but they're going to remain to pray. Maybe you have a family member. Maybe you yourself are dealing with addiction type issues and you would just like someone to pray with you regarding that. There's a group of individuals here that will pray with you. What you see in front of you, if you've given at all to missions here at Columbus First Assembly over the past year or two. What you see in front of you is the result of some of your missions dollars. One of the reasons I wanted this group to come is so that you can see tangibly in front of you what your giving has meant to the kingdom of God. Many times the fruit is halfway around the world. And maybe you might hear a story as a missionary stands on the platform and says about a young lady or a young man or uh, a senior adult who were touched halfway around the world. But you are seeing, and I love the phrase used, trophies. Because you give. And because you will continue to give to the cause of Christ through missions here at Columbus First Assembly, there will be more men. And women, because we support uh, women's homes. Teen Challenge has women's programs. There will be more brought into the kingdom, both locally and around the world. God is working because you have been giving and praying. We pray for Teen Challenge regularly here at the church. As I wind things down, if you did raise your hand that you desire a relationship or to redevelop a relationship with Jesus, please don't leave without publicly confirming that in praying with one of these individuals. If you need prayer in some other way, please take some time and pray. For those of you that are watching online today, God bless you. 
If you desire prayer, you're going to need to communicate with us here at the church. Pastor Evan is going to be coming on in just a moment, and he's going to tell you how to get a hold of us here at the church, various ways. And uh, as that tape rolls, just know that we do respond to you. If you make a post in YouTube or you put a post on Facebook, we will read those over the next 24, 48 hours. And if you require or request some type of communication back. We will do that. We will get a hold of you. Uh, small staff here, so it's not going to be instantaneous, but we will get back with you if you ask for prayer or communicate with us via uh, messenger or an email or a text, something like that. We will, we will get back with you. Thank you, church family. Be blessed today. Would you stand? going to dismiss us in prayer. And then once again, these gentlemen and one lady are here to pray with you and over you. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the good work that you have done. Thank you for the encouragement that you have brought into our hearts if we've, as we've heard the stories of the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and how he has transformed lives. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there are lives within family and friends that can also be transformed by his power if they will just open their hearts. We love you and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless you. You've been you. listening you to prayer, a message from Columbus First Assembly. We hope that you've been encouraged in your spiritual journey. If you're not part of a local church and would like to attend one of our regular services, our church is located at the corner of 10th and Iowa Street in Columbus, Indiana. Our Sunday morning worship services start at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday evening studies begin at 7 p.m. And while you're online, check out our website at columbusfirstassembly.org for details and information about our church. You will also find other messages and series that you can listen to or download. Thanks for spending some time with us and for taking advantage of this resource from Columbus First Assembly, where we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God.